You are now politicking with Poe on PoePolitikin.com. I don't know how y'all see it, but when it comes to the children, Wu-Tang is for the children. We teach the children. You know what I mean? Hi, it's Prof G. I'm on PoePolitikin, and I'm happy to be here to talk to you about creativity and how you can grow as a creative, dream big dreams, and make them real. And uh, you can find me on profg.co. That's profg.co. Popolitikin.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to popolitikin.com. Your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you follow our podcast on Spotify. We just added our podcast on Spotify, so you go listen to all, you know, got hundreds of podcasts on Spotify now, the interviews. We have a very special guest today. I'm very excited. His name's Prof G. And Prof G is a French-American teaching author. Prof G has a deep passion for positive change through creativity. His mission is to empower creative individuals to achieve their dreams and to make a difference in the world. Born in West Africa, Prof G was raised in Paris, France. After two decades working as a creative consultant, both in Europe and the U.S., he became an associate professor at Art Center College of Design in Pasadena, Florida. His books, he is the author of creative concept books, You Are a Circle, You Are a Message, and You Are a Dream. You can find Prof G on Instagram at profg.co on his website, profg.co. So it's P-R-O-F-G.co for his Instagram and then the same thing for his website. So, very excited to have him on. I've been reading his books. Very excited. I think it's going to be a good interview. So, right after this pause, I'll be talking to Prof G. So, stay tuned. Popolitikin.com. Welcome back to Popolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. As promised, we're now back with the one and only Prof G. How you doing today? I am great. I'm excited to be here. Uh, thank you for having me. In your show. Yeah, you're welcome. I was going to say, uh, the first thing, it's kind of, something kind of simple, but is uh, is it a reason you go by like Prof G instead of Professor G? Or no? Prof G is fine. It's great. Yeah. No, is it a reason you go by Prof G instead of Professor G? Or Oh, sorry. Uh, well, my name is Guillaume, and it starts with a G, and uh, my, I'm a professor. That's my job. I'm a teacher, and my students call me Prof G because no one can say uh, Guillaume. It's a very complicated uh, first name, so I go by Prof G. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Thanks. I was saying, I was listening, um, I was reading your book, so I have some questions we've been working on. So the first one in your latest book, You Are a Dream, I just want you to talk about what is it about. So, You Are a Dream is, um, I try to challenge myself to um, figure out the answer to this question. How do you go about and dream big dreams and make them real? And I I try to write a book that provides an answer that's actually meaningful, uh, not something fluffy by saying, oh, all you need is to dream and uh, dreams are going to come your way. Because in the real world, that's that's not how it works. And so the You Are a Dream is about that, is that it starts, uh, it's for creatives, right? That's very important because uh, if you want to create change in your life, you, you need to be a creative and, and do something. And um, it's for creatives and, and it's really, you, we take you, when you where you are today 
and then ask uh, where do you want to go and how can you go about it and uh, and that's the book and then when you mean when you say uh, for creatives what do you mean by that because I feel like you know every part of life you can kind of put it creativity in it so when you say for creatives what do you mean exactly Right, so I, I think today, it's, uh, you know, we have opened the definition of what a creative is. It used to be only artists, uh, very specific, you know. I think today anybody can be a creative, but uh, at, at the core, a creative is someone who will do something in order to create change. And it's, uh, um, it's funny, we're, we're talking on Skype right now, my handle is adaptive creative. And it's uh, being adaptive is being creative. Is someone who uh, is is dealt a series of cards, like uh, you know, we've all received cards from life, right? Where we were born or family and so on. But the creative is like, aha, I have these cards, but I, I'm going to play them in a way that's unique. I'm going, I'm going to take chances. I'm going to try things out. I'm going to try new stuff. Maybe I'm going to fail, but I'm going to try again. That is, for me, a, a creative, someone who's very adaptive in relationship to life. Okay. And then in the book, You Are a Dream, you talked about the creative dreaming method. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yes. Yeah, so essentially, the, the way I structured the, the book, the, the structure of the book is divided in three parts. And it's, um, uh, so I call it the creative dreaming method. And it's really about starting from a dream in order to make it real. And, and uh, this method is very comprehensive, so it's divided in three parts. So the first one is about the big picture. And so here I go into the psychology behind it because a, a lot of books, so I have a confession to make. Huh? I am a reader. I have read. <laughs> My name is Prof G and I have a confession to make. I am a reader, all right? And uh, I, I've read hundreds of books about um, creativity, self-help, hundreds and hundreds. I invested, so so it's the good news for people listening, don't buy everything because I, I've done the <laughs> work just get, for just you. Just get your book, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, the main problem with all of these books is that all of these books have good ideas in terms of the strategies, but no one really wants to touch uh, the most important part, which, which first is the psychology, right? Because because I can give you a series of techniques, uh, and I do in the book, by the way, that's the third part. But first, if you don't have your psychology right, uh, it's never going to work, right? So we all, every, all of us have bought books, you know, to be inspired. And then we're like, oh, I'm really excited. This is the one, whatever. And then we go back into our own lives. And then for some reasons, we don't know what happens, but we don't act. Or there's nothing that's, you know, new that's being created so I really tackled that, and uh, I, I can't explain the whole thing because it's it's pretty it's not complicated, but it's deep. And I, I talk about this idea that we all have to deal with something that I call the persona, and the persona is our conditioned self. It's self that runs us a little bit on automatic uh, from you know our background, the type of family we we were born into, and so on. And that controls us. And so the first part of the book is how do I get freedom from that uh, through the creative gesture? That's the first part. And so it's really to get the psychology right. So we uh, talk about self-defeating thoughts, so all these things. And 
and where do they come from and and what's the game here and and how to turn this around which is a huge deal because you you can't do anything if you don't get that part right um uh, next, we go into uh, uh, the resistance of life and the, the obstacles we're going to face because I'm also very honest about, uh, you know, uh, the second you do something in life, you will be tested. Uh, you want to uh, do a creative gesture and life is going to say, ah, you want to do that? I'm going to test you. Show me what you've got. And, <laughs> right. and these this tests are very hard sometimes and I, and I talk about that. And then finally, the, the third part of the book is about uh, strategies, which is really uh, the tactical part on how you start a creative process from A to Z, uh, from creating it to releasing it. And uh, uh, that's, that's how the book is structured. And, and this I call the creative dreaming method. It's the whole package. And then how, how do you think, because I think this is important. I, I read like how you was talking about your bio, how you thought about all the stuff that's in your life now. So how important you think is to think big? Because I know it's with me, like, I think, like, I achieved all my goals, but I think I was thinking too small. So now I'm like, I need to think bigger because I realize what you think about you really bringing it to your life. So I, I'm realizing right. I need to really focus big on goals and not like little small things I want to do. Well, I, I think it depends on where you are on the path uh, because um, the first thing, me, the 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 audience I'm talking to, I always start from people who maybe they're just starting, which is very important uh, because uh, sometimes we're good at something, uh, let's say in our professional life, but we're terrible in relationships or it's the opposite, right? And so me, I'll first talk about people who are starting and they're like, well, I want to try something new and get it right. And so... Here, I would actually recommend to start small and then do little things. Let's say, oh, um, I don't know, did I do the dishes today? Like something really simple. And then if not, why not? And then say, hey, my commitment, I'm going to do the dishes every single day and I'll have the most immaculate kitchen there is, right? So this type of little gestures, so, so really silly stuff like that, but they really start to build your character and, and this muscle called willpower. And then if it's a must and you do it every day, well, now you, you've got you, the basics of life start to be uh, organized and, and you've got your life that starts to work because all these little things you attend to. And then after that, you set a, a pretty big goal, but just one, because sometimes I think many creatives, they say, Oh, I'm going to give you a silly example. It's like, I'm going to DJ and uh, I want this year to be a DJ everywhere around the United States. But at the same time, I'm going to start uh, sh shooting uh, films because I want to do, be a director, you know, <laughs> have all these things together. So I think it's, it's first you start really tiny steps, then you take one big goal and then focus on it, uh, see how it works, get the feedback and grow from that and you keep building incrementally and then once once you reach a certain threshold um, you can really go at eating bigger uh, goals but here i want to reveal a little secret uh, for us today and the people who are listening when you start the process of of being creative and put stuff out there in life 
you will learn stuff. So you will. So the, that's really what I teach is that try to focus on the goals. So let's say I'm gonna write a book. I'm gonna uh, DJ. I'm gonna um, sing or whatever this is you do. And you do that, but really focus simultaneously on growing as a person. And then use really this goal almost as a, as a pretext. It's not, you don't really care about the goal ultimately, but what you care about is how can I grow from this experience? And you put the stuff out there again, and life is going to test you. And by that, I mean that life is going to hit you right. <laughs> really hard to see uh, what you've got. And when, when that happens, your job is to go back on your feet. You've learned something, you go back into it, but you grow as a person. And what's super interesting with this approach, which is uh, growth-based and process-based versus outcome-based, is that you will find out that the bigger dreams, they come automatically as you grow as a person. Mm. And they sound really bigger, but because now you've grown, you really, uh, you are re uh, ready to handle them, and it's pretty easy because it's not as far-fetched as it used to be. So for me, it's more start with incre incremental steps. Uh, again, the kitchen, silly <laughs> right. stuff, and then start with one goal. Do it right. You'll be tested by life. You're gonna grow. And then as you grow, uh, you dreams, uh, you, your goals, if you will, are going to become bigger as you grow yourself. And it's this relationship that really works really well. Um, that's why, for example, in the book, in You Have a Dream, I ask the question, I talk about this and I say, how would you see yourself? What kind of person will you become five years from now? in order to realize this goal. Right, I like that. And you see, it's, it's, it forces you to say, ah, yeah, I, I need to get that part right. I need to make this effort there. I need to get outside of my comfort zone. Uh, when you're ready to, to grow, uh, you can handle these big goals. Because the, the main problem of um, going back to uh, just being strategic and say, hey, this is do this goal and this is do these steps and this is how you're going to get it, is that he never talks about inner growth and, and there is no uh, one comes with the other automatically. Yeah, they're linked. And then uh, you say you read like uh, hundreds of books. But I'm going to say, yes. what, what book would you say influenced you the most? Because I kind of, you kind of remind me like uh, New Age, Think and Grow Rich a little bit. That's like when I listen to your book, kind of reminds me of that book. So what books did you say inspired you the most? Uh, is this a Napoleon Hill uh, Think and Grow yeah, Rich? Yeah, that's that's what you kind of yeah, remind yeah. me of. Like you kind, I think you kind of took his stuff to the next level. Like he wasn't talking about all the stuff you was talking about, but I feel like it's kind of like a continuation a little bit. Well, no, yeah, I was inspired. Uh, sure, I, I'm very familiar with his work. Uh, there, there is something also. I I went into also. Um, a bit of the deep end of, of, you know, culture and exploration. One of the very things that have interested me is Zen Buddhism. Mm. And uh, Zen is when you say, uh, you know, in, every, in America, you say, oh, that's very Zen, right? It's, it's about being super chill and at peace, right? But in reality, Zen Buddhism is nothing like that. It's a very uh, hardcore practice that's very intense. And it's really about uh, questioning uh, 
you know, your true self uh, versus your conditioned self. And that's, I got a lot of inspiration from Zen, but I, I phrased it in a way that's, uh, I'm not a spiritual guru by, by any mean. I'm, I'm a teacher. I, I teach creatives. That's, that's really what I do. But I, I, I used a lot. I was inspired by that, but I framed it for a, a contemporary audience with words that are easy to, to understand. But Zen definitely is an inspiration uh, for me. Yeah. And then when it comes to success, what do you think is the greatest obstacle that creatives face? Um, the, I think the, the greatest obstacles that creative face is themselves. Yeah, I was going to say mine. <laughs> they mine, yeah. Right. And it's, um, it's, it's this limitation, it's this negative parts and, and all that. And so that's why literally two-thirds of the books, uh, the You Are a Dream, is, talks about that. And how do, how do I move uh, beyond it? Because there's a, there's a lot of people that, you know, are creative gurus out there and uh, they say, yeah, go, go for it, do the hustle. If you do the hustle, you will succeed, right? <laughs> that's what they, they say hustle 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 and um, there's something very unfair for an audience who wants to hustle right but they they don't know why they feel they have these inner limitations and when you have someone who beats you on, on your head that maybe you're lazy you don't work hard enough right. it's horrible because you're trying your best but somehow it's not working and it, it makes you feel like crap and um, me I, I try to really talk to this audience who I believe are also human beings because every human beings face this inner uh, process you know that's not easy and try to say, hey, let's talk about that and to solve it. Because it's, it's really part of the adventure. I, I really believe that, you know, uh, building your self-confidence, uh, learning how to express your voice, learning how to say no to opportunities that don't serve you, uh, learning to be assertive are really skills they are not taught at school or, or maybe if you don't, you know, if you're born in a normal family, your parents will never tell you about it because they don't even know. And um, me, I talk a lot about that to solve because I know this is the number one problem. Uh, fears, fears of success, fears of failure, which is hilarious. Which is one? <laughs> yeah, you pick one, right? Yeah, are you fearful of success or of failure? It's, it's kind of funny, right? Uh, but it's not funny when you live with these fears, unfortunately. And so I, I said that's the number one problem, and, and the book really talks about this, I hope, uh, uh, very meaningfully. Yeah. And I would say, but how much do you think conditioning has to do about it? Because I know, like, nowadays, they don't want you to imagine, daydream, you know, all that is bad, using your imagination and stuff like that. They want you to look at reality. So how much is our conditioning has something to do with that? Well, you can't, if you want to create, so what is a creative or, or a creator, right? At the highest level, it's someone 
who has the capacity to create a new reality. Mm. And that's very powerful stuff. And you look at every top creative, regardless of their field. And I studied that extensively, by the way. So I want to also explain my background a little bit. So me, I grew up in a family uh, that was, um, how can I say that nicely, that was very troubled. I, I didn't have a lot of support. There was violence in my family. There was alcoholism. It was not a supportive environment at all, right? So as a teenager, I was extremely angry. Uh, I had bouts of violence. I mean, it was not, uh, I was, let's just say that I was destined. My greatest fear was that I would uh, have a, a, an anger attack of some kind and end up in jail. That was, I was really scared about that, okay? So that's my background. And then I had horrible problem at, at school, of course. I was doing terrible. Uh, I didn't go to university, any of that. And uh, yet I decided to dream that I could create exactly what I wanted. And it was horribly hard. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it was horribly hard. But I also started doing it. So the, the, I was interested in music and I had friends who were throwing rave parties, right? Underground rave parties in the 90s when it was legit. And um, I started doing the flyers for their raves. So I would design the flyer because I, I was interested in that. I would do it really, really well. I was obsessed in doing the best I could. And so I got noticed by a record label who was like, oh, th these are great uh, imagery. Do you want to do records uh, for us? And I said, of course. And I started building my career, career like that, really one step at a time by doing things. But this idea of, and so to go back to this, uh, where I was coming from, so I come from a horrible family. Well, today, it's decades, decades later, and it was not an easy ride. It was very, very hard and ups and down and all kinds of stuff. But I figured out that, oh, I am now married. I have a daughter. I love my wife. I love my family. And I'm healthy. You know, I'm happy. I'm <laughs> not uh, doing drugs or alcohol. Like it's, I created that reality because I dreamt it was possible versus everything else was telling me it's not possible. Education, I didn't really go to school, n never went to university. Uh, now I'm a college professor. Like, oh, think yeah. about how crazy this is. Huh. It's, <laughs> normally, it's not possible, right? Yeah. But I figured it out because um, they, they, they hired me because I, you know, I had a, a background. I had a list of clients that was very impressive for them. And they were like, okay, we see the value. And then as a teacher, I started to deliver like crazy. And therefore, uh, it's, it's a long story, but eventually we're like, all right, we need this guy, boom, and now I'm a professor. And also dreaming, restarting. I, I grew up in France, right, out of Paris, France. Uh, people say, oh, Paris, it's so romantic. Ah, there's pros and cons. <laughs> uh, my dream was to, to go somewhere else, start a new life, you know. So I was like, California, let's do it. And I did it as well. So... You need to dream big for yourself beyond uh, dreaming a new idea. All creators are dreamers and you need to, this is your reality, but in it, there is the seed for something else. 
And I really want to, for people who are listening right now, that they look around around themselves right now and maybe they see stuff that's not fun, right? There's like hard realities. Maybe they go outside the street and, and, and you know, life is, is hard, right? I, I totally understand that very well. But guess what? Your situation right now has the seat. There is a next step for you, a next step. And you need to dream that you are going to do this next step. And then there is another next step, etc. And you need to be a, a little bit fanatical about that, extremely focused. Uh, because if you do so, you start to grow and move forward and no one can stop you. And that's the... There is, okay, in my book, I talk about this idea, you have to be defiant with life. You have to be defiant with life. And in life, there is two forces, by the way. There is a force that expands. It's the force of creativity, right? Expansion. And there's another force called the status quo. And status quo is contraction. Mm. It's the force that says, no, 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 no. Everything must stay the same. And this force, you will see it, uh, see it through your friends who say, hey, big boy, how are you? Because you're too fat. And you <laughs> feel fat. It happened to me because here you're seeing me, like we, see, we are talking each other, see me, it's like, who is this skinny guy, right? Well, I used to be really big at some point, like really, really overweight. And I know the feeling when people call you, hey, big boy, and now that's your nickname. Yeah, right? big fella, hey. big guy. <laughs> hey, it's big guy. Oh, we love you, big guy. You're the big guy. Hey, big guy. And, and the problem with that is that when they say that, they also expect you, the big guy, to behave in a certain ways. And now you are stuck in this reality that they have created for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because big guy is, is not very physical. Big guy is not a player with the ladies. He's kind of like, oh, kind of a joke, or he's not, he's not a threat in terms of the... Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I got not you. a dangerous seducer, etc., etc., etc. And um, And people will do that for you, not because they are mean, because they are driven by this force called the status quo that wants everything to be the same. So now you're the big guy, you stay here, you you must uh, stay the same. And it's really your job as a human being to be defiant with life. And it's funny because no one will teach you defiance, right? Right. Everybody says, ooh. Conformity, yep. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Like, don't be defiant. Um. But this is what I teach, and being defiant doesn't mean you're, you're someone who's violent at all, but it's being defiant by deciding to tap into your own greatness and to say, you know what, I'm going to figure this thing out, and it's going to take me maybe five, maybe ten years. I will never stop. I will never quit. And when you have this attitude, you become unstoppable at your own level. Huh? Because again, I, I think what I want to talk here also is I want people who listen to say, you're not competing against anybody. That's very important because that also sabotage you when you say, oh, I'm, let's say, for example, I'm a musician or a music producer and I'm looking at Kanye West and I, oh, I'll never be like him. Well, you should not want to be right. like him. Right? You, sh- you should want to be like you. Tap into your own greatness uh, one step at a time. Be defiant. Be focused. Be extremely serious. 
And then guess what? Things are things are going to happen for you um, because that's that's really the way it is. But again, I just want to say again, it starts with your psychology to get to that point of being extremely like this, really to have this resolve to be extremely defiant. It's, it's, you, you need to work on your psychology, so that's why I talk about it uh, in the book a lot. And then you mentioned you have one daughter, and she was the influ- influence around your books, right? That was the reason you wrote your books, because your daughter, you said you wanted her to have something to um, go by? Yeah, because me, I, I grew up uh, in, in, in kind of an opposite world where uh, I had uh, such an upbringing that was uh, extremely negative, violent, and just profoundly negative, mm-hmm. like, if, if people listening right now and they, they have a parent who has a substance abuse problem, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because you, when your mom or your dad is a, an addict of sorts, they lie all the time, they're just negative, they attack your personality, they tell you that you can't dream any of your dreams and so on. And it, it really hurts the psyche of a child. And... Uh, for me, my one of my greatest goals uh, is to uh, have a family and show to my daughter that uh, life is a challenge. It's not easy, but it's really about uh, this creative gesture. And, and so all my books uh, that I've written uh, are dedicated to her. So she's, uh, she's my inspiration. Uh, I, I, you know, I want her to do well. I want her, by the way, to do whatever she wants. Right. Um, uh, I don't want her to be that, this way or that way. Um, but yeah, it's important uh, passing something. And um, yeah, the the real reason I wrote these books also is also there's this funny thing when you're an author. It's also to write the books that you wish you had when you were young and mm. exist, you know, there is this, this idea as well. And then I wonder, I noticed a lot of your books, the UR circle, I noticed the artwork. So I just want to ask you like, what is the artwork representing your books? Yeah. So and you made the artwork too, I believe. Yes, I, I did. Yes. So, uh, for, for people listening, so I have three books. So the first two are you are a circle and you are a message. And they are really just uh, little books of quotes. And so on the left page, you have a little quote that's uh, to inspire you. And then on the right page, you have an an artwork that's a woodblock print with a geometrical shape. So you are a circle, it's a circle. And then you are a message, it's a triangle. And then the last book, You Are a Dream, is uh, there's much more things to read. Uh, It's more like a workshop in a book. But it has also these uh, geometrical shapes. Um, the, you know, geometry. Uh, I, I don't. There's something called sacred geometry, and so sacred sacred geometry is about um, connecting very simple form uh, with ideas. And for example, the circle represents infinity. Um, in my book, uh, the triangle represents uh, your expression, your message, and so on. And so it's a way for me to, using art is also a way to connect with uh, the reader in a way that is not intellectual, but it's more an experience. A lot of people, they read these books and they open a page a little bit randomly. They, <clears throat> they see this 
geometrical shape. There's a little quote. They work together as one, you know. It's like uh, someone who's a singer. They, they have lyrics, right? They have words. But it's not just the words. is is how they express them. And so that's what I, I try to do with these books. The, it's a little bit of an experience is to create something that's not... Uh, an intellectual process because uh, that's what I've learned as being a teacher is that if you want to be a good teacher, it's not about uh, giving people uh, just information. It's about connecting with them on a emotional level. And to do that, sometimes it's not about the intellect. It's about emotions and things like that. So the, that's why there is this art that's included in the books. And um, they're pretty good-looking books also, so they yeah, <laughs> yeah. because of that. And then, uh, you know, I've been very successful with this series. Um, this is, uh, I've been very blessed because it's, it has been a, an, an insane amount of work because I'm self-published, but it's, uh, I've been blessed because uh, I found my audience and, and people love the books, and it's been going very well. Right. And then in part three of the creative dreaming method, you speak of partnering, emphasize support first. So I just want you to talk about the importance of the benefits if two or more people come together and do the creative dreaming method together. Well, I, I think anytime you have a, a project, it's good that you go out there in the real world and, uh, and do it. And most often it involves uh, partnering with others. And this can take many, many shapes and forms. So, for example, like for example, right now, what you're doing with your show, uh, you are partnering with others, right? It's, it's a show that exists on a collaborative process. And that, that's a way to do it. Uh, you, you can do it in a million ways. I would really recommend for people who are listening is that whatever their category is, is to ask themselves, if I, if I was partnering with someone from a different category, a creative, what could we do together to, and we both benefit from it? So, for example, let's say, let's say you're a dancer, right? There's a lot of dancers out there. I have a lot of people who follow me who are dancers, choreographers, and so on. Well, if you're a dancer or a choreographer, what would happen if you collaborated with an artist who does sculpture? That's interesting stuff because the sculpture is static, right? It doesn't move. But how if you combine both, what would it look like? And therefore, uh -huh, well, I never thought about this. Well, I'm going to look in my area. Are the artists who are sculpt do sculptures? Oh, yeah, this woman over there, she does this weird stuff. Well, it kind of inspires me. I could dance. You know what I mean? Right. And so you start by being interested in others and what they do and developing uh, uh, your perspective. You start to see how you can be enriched by them and then you can enrich them. And that's very important to be curious about uh, creative culture and really culture that is not uh, the thing that you know. Uh, and if you do that, you will, uh, you will be uh, enriched uh, by the experience. And then speaking of dancers, uh, I know Miguel, the singer, he, he actually reposts a lot of your information on his Instagram. That's how I heard about you through Miguel. Yeah. And you know that? You know he posts a lot of your stuff? I know, of course. Miguel is... Uh, 
is, has been very, very kind uh, to support my work a lot and so a bit uncanny uh, because he's a super talented artist, a wonderful guy, and he's been amazing at posting my books, uh, my, the quotes from my books all the time. It's yeah. just the, the greatest endorsement ever, and I'm very uh, grateful for that. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, this is interesting. This is a he's a very interesting artist, and he thinks about his own process a lot. Uh, that's what I've learned, um, you know, by um, this uh, this connection with him. Is that he constantly uh, think about how to get himself to the next level. Um, he, he's a true creative in that sense. So that there is this kinship, I think, uh, between what I what I talk about and what he's practicing. Yeah. All right, and this is kind of like a two part question. So, do you believe that creative dreamers and visionaries are the same when it comes to acts of creativity? And then, if you do, do you believe that they can use the same methods that you teach? Well, yeah. So, creative dreamers are in my book of people who are not yet recognized as visionaries, mm. right? <laughs> it's the same creature, but the visionary, the difference is that the visionary is recognized by society saying, oh yeah, that person is a visionary. And so what I'm really trying to talk about is how do you, uh, you're a creative person, how can you take yourself uh, through this method to become a visionary? So I call it creative dreamer, but yes, they are, they are the same. But the difference is that the visionary is established and recognized. Yeah. That's why, like, even with, like, this show, like I was telling you, I interview a lot of uh, hip-hop artists, but hip-hop just came from, a, it's like, you know, we just created it from nothing. Right. So it's very, a lot of creativity into that. So really happy to have you on. And then I want to ask you, if you, have, if you have one piece of advice for creative listeners today, what would that be? I, I would say um, don't sell yourself short ever, ever. Hmm. Don't sell yourself short ever. Because I, I think there's a, there's a higher level. Um, you know, life is a mystery. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't see, that we can't understand because they are, we're pretty simple uh, human beings, right? Uh, there's a lot of things that are beyond the scope. And sometimes life is going to hit you horribly hard, like really, really bad. And it's okay in society when something really bad happens to you that all your friends will tell you, oh, well, he or she has given up, but that's okay because we all know what happened and therefore, you know. It's okay. It's okay, it's okay. He or she gave up, whatever, you know. But I, this is my one advice that's, I think, pretty important, is that, no, 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 you should never, ever give up. And not being, uh, and, and so again, this idea of being defiant, but being smart and defiant. Uh, it's not about, uh, uh, sometimes there is a project that doesn't work and you should quit because it, it's you're not meant for it, it's not working, you know, you should revise. Because creative self-expression can be expressed in so many ways. Uh, let's say uh, since you're a kid, you wanted to be a musician, but you can't for the life of you 
play an instrument, right? Because, you know, sometimes you're not gifted at it. It's okay. It's okay to drop it and to move on and say, hey, what, where can I... Because all of us have a gift and what's really hard is to figure out what it, what it is right. and how you're going to express it into the world. Because it's a little bit this cliche of, of people saying, oh, everybody wants to be an NBA player, right? Uh, I'm going to be a bowler. But if you're, uh, if you're not gifted for it, it's never going to happen, right? right? Because it's uh, very few are chosen because they're, they're meant to be it. So who can you be? There's millions of ways to express yourself fully into the world. And I think life is going to test you relentlessly, relentlessly to, to ask yourself, in what way can you be great? And... This is where I want to, the, the last thing is don't sell, don't sell yourself short and don't be scared to express your greatness today, mm. today. And that's huge because a lot of people think, well, I'll be great when I'll have this amount of money. I'll be great when I'll have this relationship. I'll be great when I'll have this kind of job, right? Now... You can be great today, yeah. and and that is huge to say. And and you know when we in the beginning of this conversation, I say, uh, did you do the dishes? Right. Be great by doing the dishes like a champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad Ali of the dishes. Yep. Exactly, and then do that, and then next thing you know, you're gonna start to be great at everything. Your behavior, it's really. Don't sell, don't sell yourself short. And if you were to be great right now, how would you act at this moment? What would you do? Are you watching TV or playing video games all day? Or are you working on something new? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and this is this one piece of advice that all of us have great, greatness within us. But I don't think we've been told that uh, much when we grew up. Like, it's kind of the opposite. Right, right. <laughs> School, families, friends, they're like, no, you're not that great, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, no. All of us have the, the seed of greatness within us. But it's really our job to put really effort to water that seed and to grow it in a little plant. And this little plant is going to become a strong tree. And don't, don't, it's not because you have a tiny seed that you should uh, short sell yourself because the seed has the potential to grow. Uh, that's, that's what I would say right now to, uh, to someone listening. All right. And then we about to wrap it up, but I want you to talk about, uh, where can they buy your books? And then I know you're doing like webinars now and then lectures. So I just want you to talk about like, how can they contact you all different ways? Yeah, so my books, so if I were to recommend which book should we buy, uh, I would say buy uh, Your Dream, uh, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> well, let's start with one. I would say, uh, sure, of course. But uh, the first one, I would say, check out You Are a Dream. Uh, it's available on Amazon. But if you go on my website, and that's profg.co, profg.co, uh, you will see that there is um, a page of presentation where I you, you can download when you buy the book you can also download the audio version for free which I think so it's uh, you buy the book uh, on Amazon then you enter a code on my website and you can download the the audio version um, 
which I think is important because uh, if you're a little bit busy, not everyone is a reader, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are busy, they, they don't have the time, but maybe you're on your way to work, you have the audio uh, audiobook, so you can listen to that, and uh, it works great. Um, yeah, and I'm also on uh, Instagram at profg.co, profg.co, uh, same thing. So, yeah, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's happening. But what about the, <laughs> I saw you had a webinar too, you yeah, so, lectures? Yeah, so I started uh, doing uh, online classes and I have this program called The Creative Breakthrough and there is a website uh, called thecreativebreakthrough.com and I only uh, offer that three times a year. So I'm, I did the first one, uh, it started in June, and uh, right now I'm in the middle of it, and it's going really great. It's a, it's a fantastic experience. Um, uh, it's stuff that I don't have space to talk about in my books. I go really deeper on all the subjects. It's really for creative people who uh, are creative entrepreneurs. They're, they're making their creativity their uh, business, and so I'm doing that as well. Uh, you can see that on my website, profg.co. Um, I, I talk about it on Instagram, but I only offer it three times a year because it's a little bit interactive. So it's not something people uh, click and they just watch video. There's, there's really, it's every week they receive a, a class and there's a bit of interaction. So yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I've been doing. Then do you have any like lectures where people can see you? Because uh, my girl was saying you do them in Long Beach sometimes or no? Well, sometimes I, yeah, it, it depends. I do workshops uh, sometimes. I, I did some uh, in LA uh, with uh, Pocato, uh, which is a little store uh, in Los Angeles. Um, but I, I try to stay away from, <laughs> from them because that's why I did the online stuff because it, it allows me to reach more people and uh, um, have more time also because workshops are very nice. But, you know, you stay... Because I did workshops that were crazy long. I, I did workshops that were 10 hours long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, me, I can do it because I have lots of energy and it's fine, but it's a bit overwhelming versus online. I can have 10, 15 hours of teaching, but people take it one bit at a time, so it makes more sense. Yeah. All right. So I just want to say thank you for politicking with me. I really appreciate talking to you. Enjoy reading your thank books. You. I'm going to read them some more. I got to let them go into the subconscious, but I really like reading the books. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Thank you so much. Popolitikin.com. Thanks for listening to Popolitikin.com, a self-help meets hip-hop brand. If you are an artist or business owner wanting to be featured on Popolitikin.com, Contact us at popolitikin at gmail.com. That's P-O-P-O-L-I-T-I-C-K-I-N at gmail.com. Or text 760-717-5803. If you're a listener that enjoys the show and wants to support, you can donate to popolitikin.com via paypal.com. Please send donations to popolitikin at gmail.com. Any amount will be helpful in continuing to create quality content and shows. As always, check out popolitikin.com for past episodes. Make sure you subscribe to Popolitikin on iTunes, YouTube, Podomatic, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.